Jesse, here we are again. Yeah. Welcome back. Thank I you. feel like I see you more than most people in my life at the moment. Um, yeah. Which isn't a bad thing necessarily. Um, I was going to wear my vest top as well today. I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, but uh, let's, let, let's just say what I said prior is that it, the, our last podcast together, it's both going to be tops off. Oh, well. That, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the objective. If you can achieve that, well done. Um, <laughs> so we thought it'd be worthwhile giving an update on the Full Circle Podcast Challenge. For yeah. anyone who might have missed the first one, um, we both agreed to do a challenge with the other helping individual. So yeah. you're going to help me be less fat. And I'm going to help you with the good people at Sendo Digital to really supercharge your business. Yeah. Um, we're about five or five weeks five in. Five weeks. Five weeks in. in yeah. Five weeks in now. Um, so I guess a good place to start is what the hell you've been doing to me over that that that, that five weeks. Just give a, a little recap of what we've done. Yeah. So at the beginning, our first week, obviously, we did fitness tests, which for everyone watching and listening... Danny's done incredibly well in the in the first five weeks. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so in terms of the first week, it was measurements. Measurements, you've lost about twenty centimeters in total throughout your whole body in that in those five weeks. Um, in terms of the AMRAPs that I made you do, just so people understand, AMRAP as many rounds as possible. You did two twenty minutes on the same day. The first time that you did the first AMRAP, you only did you only did it 3.1. So you did three full rounds and then you did one of the you did one exercise. On the second time you did it, you did 4.3. So you upped it by 1.2 rounds in those 20 minutes. And that was just the four-week period of you training and being consistent. Second AMRAP, you did only three rounds, bearing in mind that fatigue you were feeling from the first AMRAP, and then you went in there. You only did three rounds. Second one that you did, 5.1 rounds. So you did 2.1 above what you did prior. So in terms of what I did for your program, it was really just foundational stuff, getting you moving again, full body exercises, uh, well, full body program. So then when you came with me, you, you were doing the full body. We weren't programming it, so you only did chest or back. It was the full thing and then you were doing your cardio, your running, skier, grow in between. So it all obviously then accumulates into now what we have seen and the progress from there. Yeah, that will probably explain why I was just sore everywhere. Yeah, um, for the first few. Yeah, for the, <laughs> for, the, for the first two weeks, it was just a haze of pain. Yeah. Um, but it goes away. Yeah. No, if you're consistent, it goes away. Um, in terms of the eating as well, um, I've actually found that really useful. Um, like most chubby people, um, I've tried every diet under the sun when it yeah. comes to it. So every single fad, I've I've put my name down at, at some point. Um, and the last time I was on a really low calorie restricted diet, and actually looking back, it was a bloody loving nightmare. Yeah, um, it, I was trying to do between fifteen hundred and eighteen hundred calories. Um, I'm a very busy guy. I worked long, long hours, and I was like a zombie. Yeah, uh, I simply you would. wouldn't do it. Then trying to exercise on top of that. By yeah. the time you got to the gym, you you, you went worth a thing. So, um, in terms of what you've asked me to do, what you told me to do for for my eating is, is really help. So it's a high protein diet. Yeah. Um, but the calorie count's quite high. Was it two thousand three hundred? Yeah, 2300, yeah, yeah. So, which, which is awesome. Yeah. So the whole thing with this whole calorie deficit game that we play in the in the personal training industry is obviously the higher the deficit, the more chance you have for weight loss. 
my objective and your objective here isn't just to drop the weight. It's muscle gain. It's athleticism. We are trying to accumulate all of that. And if you aren't fueling your body sufficiently, there's no way that we're going to get the outcome that we want at the end of these five months. It's going to be impossible. So by fueling you correctly and making sure you got a full tank, because that's what it is. It's like filling up your car halfway and then you expect to go somewhere far on that on that tank. When you come into the gym and you've only put 1,500 calories in your body, you've already burned that just being at work. And then I, I ask you to do two AMRAPs, one after each other, it's gonna be absolutely impossible. Mm -hmm. So with the high protein and the calories at where they are, it's only gonna benefit you, which again, like you said, you've seen a big, no, big huge, change. And it's not actually that, it doesn't feel that restrictive to stick to. Yeah. Um, the protein, what is it, 130 gram? No, it's more than that. It's more than that. I think it was 160. 100, yeah, second, yeah, 100, it was nearly two times your... Yeah, 160 grams of protein. Now, if you're getting that, it kind of forces you to eat right. Yeah. Because um, you can't get that amount of protein if you're eating crap. And, well, and also... So many people, when I ask, what's your protein? Oh, it's, it's more or less all right. I'm like, okay, well, have you, do you actually know? Mm. No, I have two eggs. I have this, I have that for lunch, I have that for dinner. By the time you actually weigh your foods, weigh your meats, weigh your protein, and you know the protein for that, for that meal, you actually don't know how much you're doing until you then now say, okay, I'm having 200, 300 grams of this. I'm having 100 grams of this. I'm having 200 grams of that. That then there will give you a benchmark of where your calorie is for, well, your protein macros. You really need to try to see to get that 160 grams of protein. Yep. Every single meal, you need to be trying yeah. protein. You, you can't miss one meal and leave it kind of carb heavy without the protein. Exactly. So, um, so what I've done um, is at the start, I've recorded absolutely everything, but you get, um, you you find out kind of three or four eating habits that work for you. So yep. what to have for your lunch when you're yeah. on the go and just repeat that. And everybody has this expectation when it comes to eating, oh, I want, I want to change it up every day. I want to do this. I want to do that. You simply can't. Well, just be simple. I think I think as humans, we've been conditioned to have different meals every single day. Let's have different dinner. Let's have different lunch. Make it exciting. No, well, at the end of the day, look at look at food as nutrition, and then get over the whole thing of you trying to eat because you want to have nice foods and things like that. You are fueling your body, and you are putting things in your body that will eventually help you and optimize your performance in any area, whether it be your work, your your sports, in the gym it helps knowing what you put in your body. Absolutely. And it's got to be livable. So we're doing this over a, a long period that isn't yeah. like a, a short sprint. Um, and you need to you need to be able to live your life as well. I think people, and I've certainly done this in the, the past, um, my, my family kind of call me Danny Instant or Danny Extreme. I, I, go, yeah. I go from counting the calories in a cucumber skin to rattling, <laughs> yeah. rattling a, a, a Domino's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah, yeah. There, there's no, no in between. Um, so rather than thinking actually it's going to be this extreme way forever, um, I've been allowing myself at the weekend, still being mindful of that, um, still being mindful of the calorie count yes. and still being mindful of the protein goal yes. of, of, of having a takeaway that, that one night because as a a married man with three kids. Yeah, you, that's that's what you look forward to. Yeah, your, your Saturday night and yeah, yeah, yeah. and and 
um, your, your takeaway. Um, you do need to watch at the weekend. You could blow your whole week. If, um, yeah. So I try not to do the, the concept of a cheat day. Yes, um, because then your calorie, again, yeah. looking from a Monday to Sunday calorie intake, you can surpass what you're supposed to be going just in one day yeah. if you consider a cheat day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and at the weekend, you could absolutely blow it. I mean, if you have a big breakfast, then out for lunch, then out for dinner, then at, at my mum's on a Sunday for a breakfast. I mean, you, you could really do some damage. Yeah. Um, I don't drink, so it's... I don't have to worry about the alcohol calories. Yeah. But I could imagine if you were adding four or five beers onto that. Oh, yeah, there's um, tickets. Yeah. It, 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 it is problematic. So everyone's a trade-off. Yep. It's not... I would recommend for anyone trying to change their lifestyle rather than just lose a bit of weight. Yeah. It's all about finding something that works, that is livable. Yeah, and I always think we... Uh, obviously, in this journey, the whole thing was we need to emphasise and always reel back to your lifestyle and how busy you are and understanding that everyone has busy lives but if you keep it at a sustainable you know goal it is achievable yeah no absolutely um so other takeaways from that so we are trained fairly heavily it's about five days a week yes. that, that we're doing something um one thing that i found i've tried to be mindful during this because i knew we were going to come back on and speak about it so yes um be in touch with my feelings and understand how i'm feeling and take a mental note of something that that's interesting um so one thing um discipline i think is like any other muscle and the more you use it the stronger it becomes yeah. um and a lot of this is about discipline it's not about motivation because at, at five o'clock in the morning you're not motivated nope. i don't care who you are <laughs> um you're absolutely not motivated <laughs> yeah um and it's the discipline that gets you out your bed um so that discipline for me at the start, it felt like a a real heavy burden. Now, getting up, tired, work long hours, family, getting up, work long hours, family, yeah. rinse, repeat. Um, but it's amazing how quickly your body and your mind becomes accustomed to it. Now, yeah, with, with that, Danny, though, if you weren't sticking to a program in a sense of eating correctly, doing things on the off days, and you weren't seeing the outcomes that you wanted, that discipline would have... That mm -hmm. it would have gone. Once so, you start seeing the changes, but again, it comes with 100% discipline. We, there's been obviously days that we've had to move things around mm -hmm. we've, and we do it because I understand and we both understand that we need to keep this yeah. going. We can't afford to just take one day off or two days off. And that's what everyone should be thinking when they're on this journey. We can't afford to take a day off or two days off in terms of completely ruining what you have. And it just, it, it becomes habitual, which I'm sure you're probably noticing now. It's becoming more of a routine. And when you don't do something, you're just like, oh, it feels a bit bit awkward yeah. when you don't do something that you know you've been doing for the last four mm. weeks. Yeah, and it, there's, a, there's a guilt feeling to yeah. it as well. Um, that's good. About, uh, that's that is, good. You've got um, to that point where now you have, don't do something and you, I, I love that feeling yeah. of, it keeps me accountable and it keeps a lot of people accountable is that guilt feeling. Yeah. Um, one of the things that's really helped maintain that discipline is progress. So um, it's very easy to think this isn't working and give up or yeah. you think I'll have one day off. Um, so one thing that we have not been interested in in this process at all is weight. You've yeah. never mentioned weight to me once. No. Until, you never asked me what my weight was, never did anything. I know what my weight is. Um, 
So in the first couple of weeks, I lost a silly amount of weight. It was probably just because I was eating right, all the yes. water leaving, um, all the the, sh- the sugar and water evaporating from your body. So I lost it was something crazy like six or seven pound. I've now put more weight back on. So if yeah. I was solely relying on the scales, I would actually say I've put on two pounds. I've been exercising like a bloody maniac. Yep. I've been eating right and I'm heavier. And a lot of people will just look at that scale. Yeah. Um, so see the, those measurements? And that's the first time I've ever done that in my life. Yeah. Um, I've always just looked at the scale and taken that for granted. And as you said, um, like nine nine centimetres around my waist. Yeah. So that's good enough for me. I mean, yeah. that, that, that shows progress. That shows getting out of your bed at, at five o'clock in the morning, you go, go and do that. That yeah. really helps. But see, we haven't done those measurements. I think in my back of my head, it'd be eating away at me a, a little bit. No, 100%. I put on two pounds. Because bearing in mind that if you're just doing running and cardiovascular work, you'll probably just shred, shred weight. Yeah. There won't be anything. The fat will just leave and nothing will be obviously then put in place of that, which now you're obviously doing a lot of strength training, which then that's why you're now seeing that rise in your weights again. But again, if you if we haven't done all of these things, if we haven't done these little tests, I mean, we obviously did the fitness test as well, which you improved Yeah, that helped tremendously as well. Uh-huh. As well. Yeah. So there's things that are in place that if you are just looking at the scale and we're just going on the scale and there's no tests or things that we are doing other than checking your weight, which we are not doing, because I don't believe in it, we don't need to. And again, your goal isn't to jump on a scale after six months and say I lost 20 kgs. That's, no, not, the, that's no. not the goal. That's not what we're doing. Um, the one bit that I found really important as well um, is not negotiating with yourself. See as soon as if you wake up and you think, right, I'm going to go after my work because I can hear the rain out the window. Yeah. Um, then you get home and family life takes over and you don't have time to do it or you're knackered and you choose not to do it. Um, it's all these little negotiation points that make the big difference. And as soon as you start making a deal with yourself, I think that's a slippery slope. Oh yeah, game over. So what I do is set my alarm. When my alarm goes off, I swing my feet out of the bed and get up. It, there isn't this, well, five more minutes. Yeah. or And that makes a massive difference. And it, I'm, I'm maybe talking like I'm, I'm trying to be some sort of extreme person. I am not. I'm trying to do what I need to do to stay disciplined. Yeah. And I know in a warm bed, in a dark room, if I say five more minutes or um, I'll do this later, it's it's going to lead. Well, you also don't know what that day holds. Exactly. And so that, that's a big you, thing you for me. You're putting it, you putting it in, in fate's hands, what's the day is about to, yeah. you know, what's going to happen on the day. You might be uh, kept later. on at work, mm-hmm. you know, something could happen and you need to get to, you just don't know. So by you pushing it back, you're just putting it, oh, okay. Well, and it's also probably that that subconscious saying, I'll oh, leave it for later because maybe then I'll have a better excuse to not do it. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> I, I, absolutely. Um, and I've, I've this process as well, I've got the sad rela- relation that the only time of my life that I'm actually in control of is from about four o'clock in the morning to six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my, my two hour window of yeah, me time yeah. um, with that. So if, if I don't do it in the morning, it becomes a, a, a real struggle. Then yeah. excuses start happening, run about do, doing kids clubs. So one bit of advice I would say to people is try not try not to make deals with yourself and win the individual battles yeah. of an individual battle is swing your feet up and get out of bed. Don't think about anything else. And see as soon as you start pitching yourself being at the gym, you've lost. Yeah. Your first step is get your feet on the carpet. And get the, yeah. Aye. Next step <laughs> is get your gym stuff on and go downstairs. Yeah. Um, and all these little tiny battles then before you know it, you're at the gym. Yeah. But if you wake up and you think, 
and you actually envision yourself getting in the car with the wind driving against you, you don't yeah. want to go back to sleep. Um, so what's what we're doing well we know what we're doing because we're already a week and a half into it yeah, but yeah. It's, it's worthwhile explaining so it's all, the evolution yeah so in terms of what we're doing now we've switched up the exercises to some extent not all of them but a lot of it's now more free weight stuff working with both left and right side making sure that there's you know no, no, no discrepancies between left and right strengthening up both sides correctly upping the tempo of the exercises a lot more supersets um, also on your own entity in terms of going to the gym, you're doing more interval training, so sprinting a little bit more, going a little bit faster, working on your cardiovascular, same as the skier and the rower, you're obviously upping the tempo. So now that we've gone past the first month, which was gain, was just a nice foundation month of you getting ready and into this process, now we're just upping the tempo and that's it's all it is. And in terms of the program itself and the weights, everything's going up again in a safe and controlled way. I'm not making you now think that, okay, we've done a month and I'm going to push your body now. It's still but gradually we, we're it, going up in the weights and rep ranges. It's constantly uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I'm not hurting myself. Yeah. That's, well, yeah. that's probably the sweet point, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, one other bit that's made a massive difference, and again, I'm, I'm talking to the, the fellow chubby folk out there. Um, I... I went to a proper running shop, uh, run for it, it's in Glasgow, um, and they do, um, you run on a treadmill and they put you on slow motion and they fig- figure out what shoes are best yeah. for you for running. That has made an absolutely massive difference. My feet were always sore, so my feet were always in agony after running. Like, again, I just thought it's because I'm in my 40s, bit overweight, my feet are going to be sore. but. I went there and they showed me how I was running, how the shoes I was uh, um, wearing weren't weren't designed for my foot. Got a yeah. very wide foot. Um, they picked um, the trainers that think work, and that's made a massive difference. Yeah, things so, like that are brilliant. Absolutely huge. So my feet are no longer sore um, when I'm running. It's just now migrated up my body to another yeah. bit. <laughs> so I don't know. No what excuses now. Yeah, I, I don't know. Foster. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with that. But for anyone. Um, who is starting out in their exercise who are struggling with sore feet or struggling with sore ankles go and get proper shoes yeah. and find out what your thing and again from a professional yeah because that's what he was saying the weight on your feet is four times your body weight every time you land so you think about four times of your body weight impacting on a, such a, a small impact point mm-hmm. um, so again to fellow fatties out there that, that makes a <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> that makes a big difference yeah um Okay, so um, on the other side of the, of the table, we've been um, really looking at the, the what we need to do to help you really grow your business. Yeah. Um, so with Ascendo Digital, there's a, a process that we follow and it all starts with a very simple question that a lot of people struggle to answer. A lot of businesses struggle to answer and it's dead, dead simple. And that question is, in one or two simple sentences, explain what you want your business to be in, th- in three and five years' time. And it's amazing how many people struggle to give you a coherent answer. So yeah. we asked you that question and you answered it the same way as everyone. It was more like a shotgun of sentences. Oh, yeah. I want this and I want that and I want yeah. this and this would be nice and not all that. And what we need to break that down to, people overcomplicate business. What is the, the, the one or two single goals that we're looking to achieve for you. And once we understand that, we're we're well on the way to um, creating a, a, a journey that, that works for you. And everyone's different. So we spoke to one customer recently, their business has been going for 30 years. 
their biggest um, their biggest ask is to stop losing customers. They've got loads of customers. They okay. they are in a an industry that's getting eaten by technology, and they want to well, how do we stop the rot? So their problem is very different from yours. Yeah. Your problem is in Scotland, you're a new business. I know you've been doing this for years, but most of it was in South Africa. Yeah. So you're basically a new start business yeah. in Scotland with a year's, year or two trading under yeah. your belt. So you're all about growth. You want new customers. You want different income streams. Um, you went over what your goals are. Th those goals are personal. We're not going to go over them here today, but that is our first step of understanding what is your aspiration. Mm -hmm. Once we understand that aspiration, the next stage that we look at is the data. People ignore the, the the data. And if you don't have the right insights into what you're trying to achieve, it's equivalent of going to the casino and betting. You're hoping. Yeah, I don't know. If I go look at uh, data insights on my Instagram, I have no idea what I'm yeah, looking at. Or, or what it means. Yeah. And, and data's about everything. It, it starts off about, well, who are your customers? How did you get the customers that you've got? What's their demographic? Then it's the data into your sales process. You are a small business, but you still have a sales process. Mm -hmm. um, why do people stop coming? Um, doesn't happen very often with you. Um, what's the market scene? So everyone knows that the, the fitness market's hot just now, but what, what's trending, what's not? Um, what's your competition doing? Who's, yeah. who's been successful? Who's not been successful? What's the up and coming trends? Where's the market moving? Um, there is literally thousands of data points that, yeah. that any business person um, who's trying to go to a business understand. So um, we went down that rabbit hole together. Um, I actually found it dead interesting because, again, someday you, it's amazing the insights you get into another world um, when you, you start looking at it. Obviously, the health and fitness world, that's that's not my bag. I'm, yeah, so I'm, I'm, in, uh, I'm in marketing and technology. So yeah. um, when we started looking, first of all, at the, the market, um, it's a really, really challenging market. It's very, very saturated. And unfortunately for people like yourself, the barrier to entry for personal trainers is extremely low. Yeah. So you can get people who at, at best might do a two or three week course on becoming a personal trainer. At worst, they might do an online course. Um, and that is them qualified to call themselves a person. Or they might do nothing. It's not yeah. regulated. And all of a sudden, they're now elevating themselves with the title of personal trainer or coach to the same level that you have. Yeah. But the experience is absolutely massive. Um, unfortunately, that end of the market is really, really saturated. And a lot of people think about getting into fitness because they've maybe done a little bit of it or um, or, or, or work somewhere where it looks interesting. And you think, well, a, a good way for it to make money is to be a personal trainer. Unfortunately, off the back of that, there's another little micro-economy spun up of um, these seminars that get these new personal trainers to go to and teach them all the same nonsense yeah. about this is how, you, <laughs> and it, it, it's almost like a pyramid scheme. Yeah, They're teaching them how to use a pyramid scheme. This is how you get customers. This is how you, about you maximize your earnings. This is how you use social media. Not talking about the, 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 cli the, the, the client outcomes. And when we were looking at the data, it was instantly, um, it was instant when you start looking at people's um, Instagram feeds, who these people are. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately for the uneducated person, which I was before I started looking at all this, it all just buzz into one. It all just buzz into one. So um, what our challenge is, is how do we um, show the difference in expertise across that? So so that that is a, a massive a, a massive point for us. I mean, you must see it all the time when you're looking at some 
some of these videos about how people are getting coached, some of it looks dangerous. Oh, no, I, I, I've said this before. It's like personal training game is becoming more of a, it, it looks more like sales than, than anything else. I mean, the reason why I got into this game was to help people. And it just seems like the, almost like Wall Street now when it comes to trying to target clients and customers for personal training, where I'm fortunate enough, I'm very excited about this process, but I'm also fortunate enough that I've let my passion and my ability to wanting to help people be at the forefront of my business, which has helped me without actually doing sales as such. Yeah. And the data shows us that because um, all of your customers is word of mouth referrals. Yeah. And in business, that is absolutely, um, that's gold dust. That's what you want. The easiest way to get a customer in any industry is to be referred. Yeah. So um, that referral um, engine, as people call it, people spend millions of pounds a year trying to get a referral engine up and running where your own customers are then, then, then self-promoting. Yeah. Um, but because of all your... Um, all your growth is coming from referrals. You were ignoring somewhat the online, oh, 100%. Uh, uh, online side of it. I fully agree with that. <laughs> yeah, and you also don't know what you don't know. It's like any industry; you don't know um, what's required. And one thing that you've seen is when it comes to the digital aspect of, of what we are doing, it has to be very structured and disciplined, yeah, and I, you have to be consistent. On, on on that, I feel like I've been doing myself now that I'm with you guys and you guys are obviously helping me in this process. I feel like I've done myself a disservice, to be totally honest. And I think there's not even in the past two years of being in Scotland, even when I ran my own gym in South Africa, I've, I've 100% done myself a disservice to some extent when it comes to the digital side of things. And again, what you don't know is what you don't know. So you just, you just carry on with your comfortability, your comfortable zones, and you just carry on with it like that. But now that I almost have my eyes open, I'm like, wow. But, but that's why you engage an expert. The reason I've engaged you is to help me achieve yeah. something that I can't do and vice versa. So um, I wouldn't be too harsh on yourself no, but, um, yeah. <laughs> with, um, um, with that. So um, the other important point as well, you've got a right mix of capabilities, which again is a bit unusual. Um, so you have a very, very broad age range. Um, you've got young people um, all the way up to uh, the more senior yeah. um, of it. Um, 33% of the people said that they were unfit before, before they started, so, which is actually quite high. So yeah. you're obviously, um, and one of the comments we're, we were getting across, you, you, you're clearly making people very comfortable um, who are nervous about gyms. Yeah. And I, I can echo that from my, my own journey. There's nothing worse, um, and I've had it years ago, of going to a PT who basically on your first week tries to make you throw up or tries to make you look stupid. Yeah. Um, and you very graciously sometimes when we are doing weight, especially at the start, um, where you had a, a starting weight, for instance, and you seen I was struggling with it, you very graciously changed it rather than letting me fail. I know, no, for I mean, sure. Uh -huh. um, where some people would just say, well, keep going and you've got the weight bar yeah. going all over the place and all the rest of it. And these things make a massive difference to getting people comfortable yeah. back, back, at, back in a gym setting. Um, another 47% classified them uh, classified themselves as fit. Then the other people were said that they were extremely fit. So you're clearly catering right, um, right across that. Um, one of the, the, the main aspects of what we are going to do for you is help you to promote your strengths. So what we need to do 
in this very, very saturated market is to make it clear that not all personal trainers, not all coaches, not all classes are the same. Yeah. Th there is levels to absolutely everything. Um, and looking at, we did a, a, a survey um, with your existing customers um, and some of the things that they noted, and I've got to note them here. So one thing that people like is that, that you were a professional athlete and not only were you a professional athlete, you did it in one of the hardest arenas, which is fighting. Yeah, I, I can't think of a, a harder sport to compete in than somebody kicking you in the face. Um, I would argue with anyone who says that's, <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that's not the toughest sport yeah. or, or try it. Um, and with that, that gives you a real life experience of doing training camps, disappointment, defeats, yes. ups and downs, injury self-doubt fear yeah i mean as a as a fighter you went through all these things all the emotions yeah. on a regular basis um whereas a lot of these trainers out there have never be, be became anywhere near to that about um the feeling before your name gets sh shouted to go and do a ring walk um, yeah. to someone who's actually trying to hurt you um so clearly that w w is something that res resonates and one of the things that particularly kind of gets my goat with a lot of the online um, health and fitness people, they go and do this course and all of a sudden they're not only a personal trainer, they're, they're a life guru. Yeah. So I, I, hang on a sec. I know you in the back end and you're a car crash mm. and all of a sudden you're, you're spouting nonsense about this is how to live your life. And yeah, I'm staying. I, I, saw a, I saw a post today regarding that. It was a guy, it was a trainer himself and he was he was sitting at about 6 a.m. in the morning with his with his child and he was saying he's sick and tired of all these, and he put in quotes, motivational speakers mm -hmm. on Instagram, such trainers that haven't experienced or don't even have kids, don't have the, like you said, life experience, but they want to come on and because they've now got a platform, they're telling people how they should be living their life and what is right and what is wrong when life experience matters. And circumstances that you're currently in yourself matter and i just think people should stop listening to people that don't or haven't lived a life or gone through stuff that you're currently going through it's simple mm. as that yeah absolutely um other key points as well um motivation was a big point for them as well so they were clearly um how you motivated them um tough but fun um came about and that toughness is important um I think one of the things I would say to anyone wanting to train with you, um, if you don't want to see regrets or progress or get pushed, don't come. Yeah. That, that's probably the biggest thing because yeah. um, I know you don't want to train people who are not going to put in the effort as well. You'd yeah. rather not have them um, and, and wasting your time as For well sure. or not turning up or cancelling at the last minute, um, all, all, all these type of things. Yeah. Um, patient and energetic and dedicated. Now, again, I would, I would echo that as well. Um, you, you get really bought into your clients. Um, and you are patient um, to a fault sometimes I think yeah. um, with, with people so all of this stuff that you are um, should make you head and shoulders above everyone else but unfortunately social media doesn't work like that you know what I mean so we need to make sure that um, the world's seen a true version of you the other thing that's important as well um, that a lot of businesses forgetting that this is businesses of any size, it's not even just small businesses. Um, it can't all be about what you want. I've got businesses, I want to grow them, I want more money. You, you've you got your business, you want to grow it and you want to more money. But what does the actual customer want? 
and you have to give them something for free. Yes. Um, and by that, I don't mean money. And by that, I don't mean you give your services away for free because that devalues it. But when they're looking for useful information, uh, if they're looking for guidance, if they're looking for a resource to be able to help, yeah, that stuff should be available. Yeah, 100%. Um, and it will guide people towards quality. That type of free information that provides real, real insight will guide people towards the quality end of yeah. the market um, rather than all the, the noise that, that goes around. So we've already um, we've spent that first month going into that process. We understand what your goals are now. We've got a path over the next two months. Uh, we basically um, create a, a plan to execute that. That's already started. Yes. Um, so people will start to see a, probably a change in your online presence. Um, but our simple, um, we've got one goal and that's to help make you more money and a, a more sustainable business. Yeah. So um, I'm going to be measured on less fat. And, <laughs> well, maybe not. I, less fat. I, well, I definitely want to be less fat. Maybe not. Yeah. Li- not maybe not lighter. Um, <laughs> but um, our goal is is, is to, to help you grow your business. So over the next month or so, I think people are going to um, start seeing a big difference in, in your online presence uh, as one. Uh, and also some of the initiatives that you're going to introduce. And look, um, to be fair yourself as well, you've been um, you, you've been very open to the process. Sometimes when you're doing this stuff, people say, well, I know my industry and this is how I do it. Oh, yeah. well, it's almost like the person who doesn't want to train. Yeah, when you're thinking, no, it's well, the exact same. <laughs> ah, yeah, so how, how, how can we help you? And you're coming up with great ideas as well because you are the expert. Yeah. I mean, um, we can show you the data and tell you about the data. We can come up with plans. We can use technology to help you. Yeah. But ultimately, it's a, a a lot of it is coming from you. Um. So we hope to see 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 that going. So, um. We will do another one of these in another another four or five weeks. Yeah. So by that by that point, I'll be ripped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll be absolutely ripped. So uh, wearing a shirt yes, next time yeah, and then uh, the vest and then no shirt. That's a good idea. There I can you just go. get, you're just get starting to. Uh-huh. And you'll be sitting with all the gold chains on and the and, 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 yeah, yeah. and, and the Rolex watch. So um thanks for your help over the last couple of months. Thank you. It's uh, been a pleasure as well. Yeah. And I look forward to the next beep test. Yeah. <laughs> sure you do. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you. Nah.